Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. Custodians, asset management platforms, and technology each have influence over your client experience, and the combination has the potential for even more significant impact. On this episode, we invited Evan Rappaport to discuss all that with us. Rappaport is the founder and CEO of SmartX Advisory Solutions, a managed account technology platform. We discuss outsourcing partners and how they overlap, including an innovation he's pioneering, the outsourced chief investment officer. We talk about separately managed accounts versus unified managed accounts, and even some pitfalls of overly relying on technology, analyzing the recent outage of the totally virtual direct-to-retail platform Robinhood as an example. So here now is our conversation with Evan Rappaport. Evan Rappaport, welcome to the Becoming Referrable podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we want to ask you about SmartX and the innovations that you bring to the industry, but let's start with something else uh, that you are at the forefront of, and that's uh, outsourcing. And uh, there are lots of different things that people can outsource to a tech platform or, uh, or to services like yours. What, what generally, what, what kinds of opportunities do you see uh, in outsourcing and what kinds of outsourcing do you think advisors may not be thinking of these days? Uh, sure. So, uh, boy, outsourcing is probably more important now than it's ever been as we're all sitting at home um, looking at our laptops or our desktops and not having the support system that we typically had around us. So when I think about you know what we offer at SmartX, we provide back uh, outsourced back office, middle office, trading support. And so, gosh, I mean, if you don't have your traders available to be able to make those trades, or if you had one trader and that trader is sick, and now you've got the responsibility of trading and you're not used to trading, you can imagine how detrimental that could be to your business. So, you know, as it relates to outsourcing, um, specific to what we do, I think it's more important now than it ever has been. And are, are you seeing this, Evan, then as a, a generalized trend over the last number of years that our advisors are really starting to move increasingly in this direction? I mean, irrespective of kind of where we're sitting right now in the current crisis? It's a great question, Julie. So absolutely, right? We've seen the usage of TAMPS, specifically uh, UMA platforms, grow um, by, it was 24% annually. I think this last year, Cerulli reported 20%, 19 to 20% growth in usage of TAMP platforms. So it is actually one of the fastest growing areas within investment advisor services um, today. And it has been for the last you know five years, call it, maybe more. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Julie. Um, no, I was just going to pick up on uh, you know in outsourcing chief investment officers in particular. I, I know this is sort of just drawing on your area of expertise. Um, so you're seeing it as a generalized trend, but I mean, what uh, what were some of the opportunities? What were some of the problems that you were really trying to solve in your business? So, um, so there were lots of problems that we were trying to solve for when we created SmartX. Um, and, um, but, but Julie, I don't know if that's specifically what you're asking um, or what you want me to, to, to respond to. Is there a specific issue that you were, you were, you were looking for? No, I was just sort of thinking as, as businesses grow and evolve, we all sort of examine the, um, some of the problems and concerns that we believe advisors are having. 
and just wondered how you thought about the evolution of your business and, and, and what it is you were trying to solve for. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you zoom out a bit, a um, couple things. One, uh, separately managed accounts within the unified managed account structure, um, in my opinion, are simply better investment vehicles versus what a lot of the advisors have been using in the past, uh, uh, products like mutual funds, for example, uh, versus the separately managed accounts. So the issue with separately managed accounts, of course, is that they were clunky and hard to access. And so you had to open up a separate account for each individual strategy, and then you had to manage those, um, again, uh, siloed off from the others versus the unified managed account structure where now using a platform like SmartX, you can um, choose from hundreds, if not thousands of strategies. You can organize them in a single account structure. They stay sleeved off uh, or sleeved uh, from each other. Um, but at the same time, you have the benefits of being able to rebalance, for example, within the portfolio. So when you have SMAs scattered, you can't move money easily between them versus when you have a unified managed account and you keep the balance at 25% each with a 20% drift, let's say, again, the system's able to rebalance those and keep those in line. So that's one of the big benefits, of course, to the UMA structure versus the traditional SMA structure um, that was used in the past. And we can speak for hours on the benefits of SMAs versus mutual funds, the tax efficiency, the liquidity. I mean, I can't believe we had some mutual funds gate some of our clients this past quarter. They couldn't get out. Right? I mean, that is one of the scariest uh, problems um, that I see with these products. It's what we saw with hedge funds in 08, right? The gate, you can't get out, market drops, you're stuck. With an SMA, you don't have those problems. Last couple of points on that. Benefits of the SMA include the ability to do tax loss harvesting. In addition, which you can't do at the mutual fund level, um, they allow for exclusions. Um, and so there are a number of screens and so there are a number of benefits, obviously, versus the traditional uh, products that they were using. And and so anyway, I, I probably went on too long there. No, that's okay. So if um, just, just to back out for a little bit, if, if there are folks that are not oriented to these kinds of things yet, if you could very briefly define what what is an SMA and then what is a UMA? Sure. So a separately managed account is a single account um, that um, is invested in a strategy managed by a third party. So for example, let's say XYZ firm has a long, um, uh, long value strategy. Um, as opposed to investing in a mutual fund, you can uh, provide uh, or give the account over to a third party manager. And as opposed to them buying a structured product, they will buy the individual um, securities into the account versus the pool. So that's the SMA, right? And they'll manage those individual securities right. okay. within the account. Yeah. The unified managed account, of course, allows you to house multiple separate accounts within the same single account structure. Okay. So you, so you might have a, um, you might have some a, a stock, a domestic stock manager in, in an SMA and, and they just run that do their thing in that particular account. You might have a different uh, account for a bond manager. You might have a different account for a different kind of an asset class, and each of those folks does their. But they're in separate accounts, and so they're cordoned off from each other. And there are some, you know, in, inefficiencies that result from that. And you're saying a UMA, everybody's in the same pool. Everybody, they can keep doing their own thing, but it's all under one account number, all on the same container. Exactly right. The single account, which allows for so much efficiency, right? Um, it's obviously easier when it comes to tax time to have a single account versus multiple accounts. And then we go back to the benefits of tax loss harvesting at the account level um, and the ability to rebalance. 
Okay. And so then let's back up to um, SmartX and let's talk a little bit about um, what does, uh, so we have the, the traditional, um, so the, 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 the older, the legacy way of doing it through, a, you know, getting pooled investments through a mutual fund or something like that. And then the next step was the SMA because you've got a manager running an individual investor's individual investments. And then you have the uh, third-party asset manager, the TAMP, where you know you've you've got a platform full of these folks, and they're man, you know, so you can pick a few different SMAs and have a you know all for one client and have it under sort of a common platform. Tell us a little bit about what is SmartX Advisory and what do you all bring to the table and and with that history. Sure. So <clears throat> SmartX, um, my firm has two sort of separate uh, product. Uh, products or divisions. They're not really separate, but there's two sort of ways that we address the marketplace. First is at the enterprise level. We produce unified managed accounts technology, the actual software. Um, so we're not just an overlay manager. Some firms license securities, uh, or excuse me, software, and then uh, provide a, a uh, solution on top of other people's software. For us, we actually built the software. So when we entered the space, we looked at the legacy architecture and um, we were not comfortable um, with it. And so we literally ripped it down to the studs, rebuilt uh, the uh, unified managed accounts technology in the way that we think um, or we felt that advisors would want to be able to utilize it in today's world. And that would include um, a system that is entirely API driven um, from the core. Literally every single piece of data that comes out of our system is driven by an API. And what that means is that our system is flexible, it's modular, it's extensible, it's customizable. So we have firms that have taken our engine and have built an entirely new platform on top of it. You wouldn't even know that we're inside. Um, and, uh, and they've added planning and risk and such. So you know that's one big benefit is that we do power other fintechs, custodians, um, and, uh, and larger groups, including, for example, SSNC Advent, which, of course, we built their TAM solution in SmartX that is attached to Black Diamond. So that's one division is our enterprise division, and we're continuing to see tremendous interest there. Okay, so before we go on to the next division, if you can um, uh, translate that into something that I could understand. Um, so just kidding. Uh, but just for people who aren't used to this kind of language, you know, tell us what an API is and tell us what all that stuff you just said about the opportunities. Can you give us an example to illustrate if, if, if uh, people really aren't familiar with that language? Uh, sure, so API is an application protocol interface. So what that allows is um, you to be able to take the information and uh, digest it within your own system and then uh, repurpose it and you know, provide the information in a way that, um, again, is, uh, it, fits within your system. So let me let me give you some real life examples. Let's say you have an existing website and within that website, you're offering a couple of pieces of information, maybe some reporting, but you wanted to be able to actually offer the trading portion of the UMA. Well, you can take our APIs and you could code up to them and you can provide that information in your own um, website versus having to send those people to another website to go in and use that um, functionality, if that makes sense. So it gives you the opportunity, the tool set to be able to build on top of, as opposed to having to send someone to a third party system to then operate within that system. Does that make sense? Okay. And so so you're working with enterprises and um, are, are you also working with individual advisors? Can you sort of educate me a little bit on how you're working with the marketplace? 
Sure. Yeah. So that's the other portion of our business, right? So the the, the one portion would be the enterprise side, and um, to that end, by the way, we're we're in very deep discussions with some very very large um, firms to be able to provide them a license to our technology to be able to power their own systems. Um, the other side would be the direct uh, to advisor, direct to broker dealer side of our business, um, and and so um, that's the the SmartX TAMP, and so that's where we provide the full service. Um, offering to advisors, which would include the ability to uh, come on, choose from the hundreds of third-party asset managers, select the SMAs, um, we would do their trading, their billing, et cetera, and really provide that full TAMP servicing akin to um, an InvestNet or an Adhesion or some of the other solutions that are out there, um, only we do things just a, a little bit different and we feel uh, in a little bit more contemporary fashion. And can you talk to me just, I mean, we talked a little bit about this at the outset, but as you're speaking, it's it's really getting me thinking about the current environment, um, advisors who are uh, all working remotely now, but, uh, but may choose to have more of a digital presence, may choose to outsource uh, more of the functions going forward. Are, are you seeing the current environment driving that trend? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I haven't over the last month seen um, uh, a number of new people come to us and said, you know what, we've been doing this ourselves, and we're done and we just want to move forward, right? I'm kind of seeing that at the OCIO level and we'll talk about that. But most of what I'm seeing now are um, folks that have been using TAMPs or have uh, other services, maybe they're not a TAMP, maybe it's an investment platform of some sort and want an upgrade, right? They want better tech, they want better service, they want better functionality, and that's something that uh, happily we're able to give them uh, on our side. Um, but um, I'm not necessarily seeing folks that have come from nothing and now have just capitulated and thrown in the towel. I'm sure they're out there, um, but I just haven't seen a lot of that. What I am seeing, though, going back to my earlier comment, is some of our advisors who were kind of doing this on their own, Right. They had come to the system. They utilized the tools that we had to build their own portfolios. And they recognized that those portfolios didn't perform exactly the way that they had hoped. And and that really um, if you don't have the experience and understanding how to handle portfolio construction, you're not an analyst, you're a planner. It makes sense to outsource some of those those responsibilities to folks that do have that skill set. Um, like the the OCIO services that we offer at the firm, we don't charge for those, by the way. So we want to help our advisors to be better advisors, right? Provide better portfolios or portfolios that are more in line with their client expectations, and that's why we don't charge for that service, whereas most do. Um, and we're finding them leaning on the the advisory, uh, the OCIO team more today than ever before. And, and I wanted to talk to you about the the outsourced uh, chief investment officer sort of function or, or role. But um, just as you're you're talking about all of uh, all of these things that advisors can do, I mean, how do you see this impacting the quality of the client experience or the level of engagement uh, that advisors can have? So. Um... When you say impacting the the engagement, engagement with uh, the client? Yeah, I'm sort of just wondering generally how the work uh, that you do or firms like yourselves, uh, how that improves or enhances the client experience. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's uh, it's a it's a uh, big benefit for the client, of course, because you know they now have the opportunity to. 
um, as opposed to just talking to the advisor and the advisor sort of putting together some portfolio. I mean, they're looking at historical returns um, many times that are 10 or 20 years coming from really established organizations that have a specific focus right on their uh, area of expertise and being able to take those strategies and combine them together to create again one portfolio that makes sense for that user. But I think it, it it's uh, it's reassurance right to the end uh, consumer, the client, to know that you've got you know these very substantial organizations that are very focused on managing your capital versus an advisor who's out there you know picking some individual securities or some equities. I'm not discounting self-management at the advisory level, but I do believe that there are huge benefits to hiring people that are more focused and maybe a little bit more experienced or um, skilled at managing money in that specific area. Last point on that, managing um, money in the, in the sense where you're picking individual securities and stocks and, or mutual funds, it's, it's not a revenue producing activity, right? And so, um, what we found is that the advisors um, who are able to outsource not only provide better returns, better results to their clients, but it also allows them to focus on areas that are maybe more important to the advisor, or at least allows them time to be able to focus more on planning and relationship management, and you know, working on referrals, and you know, all the other things that an advisor does. Right? If you're spending your day looking at a screen, you're not able to focus on all those other areas of being an advisor that are so important. Well, so that's the that's the argument for a TAMP. Um, I guess I guess what we're trying to ask is um, how uh, how does outsourcing some of those uh, higher level back office things like uh, like a CIO kind of a position or something like that? How does that actually trickle down to the client engagement? Because it 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 sounds to me anyway that that you know the way that most advisors would describe the managers they choose on a TAMP platform um, is pretty much what you're talking about. And um, so if, if they, if they, if they bring on, you know, more services like that, whether it be an internal CIO or, or an outsourced CIO, how, how does, how does that change the, that interaction with the client and, and um, you know, change the client experience? That's a great question. So for us, we provide the advisor with a lot of, of material, right? A lot of fodder. So when they sit down with the client, they're not just, you know, referencing a couple of, of strategies individually. They're looking at the entire portfolio and we're going through with them depending upon the, the level of engagement. Um, maybe their existing portfolio versus the new portfolio, why we're making this adjustment, what the efficient frontier looks like, and you know where we're able to mitigate some of the risk and reduce some of the returns. And so um, it really is providing the client with a very detailed roadmap, right? very specific as to what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, um, and also, again, some of the benefits um, along the way of doing what you're doing. Now, there's one other big benefit to what we're talking about, and that is it's hard to fire yourself. Right, so if you made the wrong uh, selections, you you put together a portfolio that didn't perform in the way that it should have. It's hard to fire yourself. If you had managers who didn't perform in the way that they should have, well, it's easy to to swap them out and to move in others. So I think that's a big benefit also for the advisor um, to understand that you know there is this um, you know not everybody's right 100% of the time and. You know, if the strategy didn't work out properly, you can make an adjustment, whereas it's hard to do when it's yourself, right? So Let me pick up on that because 
I'm I'm interested in your perspective on how client or how advisors, excuse me, can communicate the value of outsourcing. I know this is sort of one of the questions that come up a lot, uh, some of the discomfort even that advisors might feel that somehow this is their role. Um, what do you recommend to to advisors on that front? So. You know, it's interesting. They're outsourcing anyway, Julie, right? If they buy a mutual fund, that's outsourcing. If you're buying an ETF, right, you're paying an expense ratio and <clears throat> to an extent that's outsourcing, right? And so much in the way that you're picking those securities, now you're picking strategies, you're picking managers, right? So you still have some say as to, you know, the, the, uh, the portfolio composition, but as opposed to picking individual names, you're picking strategies, right? And if you uh, do that alongside of the OCIO team, well, then even better, right? It's not that the the uh, the CIO team is saying, here's what you must do. At any point, they're making suggestions and, of course, getting the advisor's feedback. And sometimes, I'll give you a specific example. We had the CIO team, um, and we'll talk about the different ways that they work with, with clients, but you know, they built out a number of portfolios for the advisor uh, advisory team, one specific group. And you know, as a result of the market and uh, what they felt the market will do over the next two, three months they wanted to make some adjustments. So they talked to the OCIO team, expressed their views, and then the CIO team was able to uh, figure out the best way to express those views using the different products that we have available. So I think that's why that interaction is so important um, and, um, and some of the ways that, you know, again, you can utilize the platform. Why don't we, why don't we just sort of continue down that path then and, and maybe you can share some examples of of how advisors or some more examples of how advisors are working with that OCIO team. Sure. So um, there's there's sort of three ways I think that you know clients really interact with the OCIO team. And so the first is um, the OCI team may actually build up the investment process for them. We may start from scratch and say, okay, we're going to uh, build out for your firm um, specific portfolios to address aggressive, conservative, balanced, etc. Right. And they will build out sort of risk based um, uh, uh, portfolios um, uh, and provide those for the advisor. So it makes them it makes it really easy for them to manage their business. Example, we may even put risk scores on them of some sort. So they may have a 25, a 50, a 75, an 85. And so all they have to do to manage their business once they're able to score that client is come in, select the proper portfolio, click return. And, uh, and the system will automatically be traded and, draw and uh, managed for them. So that makes it really, really easy. So that's one way to, to build out sort of the, the portfolios for the firm or at the firm level and, and uh, some of the, the, uh, the options. The, the second way would be to um, actually uh, work with them on a, on a client by client basis. So large casework, right? And that's kind of what I, what I alluded to before, where the, the advisor is trying to win a $5 million account and they, they're able to get the portfolio the client has currently. We're able to analyze that portfolio. We're able to provide the new portfolio and show the, 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 uh, the benefits of the new portfolio versus the old portfolio statistically and otherwise. Sometimes these presentations are 20, 25 pages. Um, and we help that advisor to go out there and, uh, and bring on that new client. And then the third way is um, sort of customized. So I mentioned before we can build out those, those portfolios for the firm, and that's the customized solution. Um, but we do provide those generally. So as a client of SmartX, um, the CIO team has already built out, call it, I think, 50 or 60 uh, prepackaged unified managed account, total portfolio solutions, we call them. We have to be careful using the word TPS from 
from Office Space, the movie, right? If we say TPS reports. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they're total portfolio solutions. They're TPSs. Um, and they're really, really easy. Just come in, like I said, drop and drag, point and click, and you're done. And those are already there. You don't even have to talk to the CIO team about those necessarily. Um, so there's, that's the three flavors, right? The existing solutions that are out there, the customized versions of those solutions, and then the large casework. Okay. Well, let's, so let, let me, um, so we've, we've talked about that a bit and I, I want to make sure that we get to another topic or two before we, before we finish. And one, one in particular is, um, that, you know, you are, um, largely a technology based trading platform and, uh, that kind of platform has gotten some unfortunate press, uh, recently, um, uh, with the, uh, with the Robin Hood uh debacle when the market first started going down you know all of a sudden the uh, uh volume spiked and people you know direct to investor uh platform Robinhood shut down for i think the better part of a of a day uh in the middle of a of a incredibly volatile market um w tell us about you know many many of our listeners may not have heard of smartx you're not uh, a, a a platform on, on the scale of a Fidelity or a Schwab or something like that. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how a, uh, an advisor can overcome their concerns about that kind of a thing and uh, how are platforms like yours different than something like a Robinhood? Sure. So I, I actually tweeted a lot about that Robinhood outage, right? Because it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not only irresponsible, but it, it's it's uh, it's unfathomable to be able to uh, or to not be able to trade your account specifically during the most volatile days uh, that the market has ever seen. Right. I mean, it's just incredibly careless um, to not have backups. Right. And so that's where the I think FINRA even came out. And I think there's some discussion there. Um, you know, about, you know, charging these guys because they didn't provide an alternate way to access those accounts. So two things to be clear. One, we are not necessarily a trading platform. While we provide trading functionality, there's always a trading desk that handles every single transaction that goes through SmartX. Nothing is algorithmically sent into the market or just dumped into the market at any time. Um, we're a full service organization, but more importantly, um, we're an overlay manager. So we have access to the accounts at Schwab, Ameritrade, uh, Persian Fidelity, etc. Um, but our clients can always access their account directly at the custodian. They can make trades at any time, um, even if we're uh, a discretionary trader on that account. So I think that solves sort of the issue that you know uh, Robinhood had in that you know while you have us, you can always go direct to the to the uh, custodian, so you always have that backup. Okay. Um... So tell us a little bit uh, before we wrap up here. Tell us a little bit about um, you know how an advisor can use um, some of the tools that you've talked about uh, so far. So uh, assistance with building portfolio, assistance with you know investment management being you know an outsourced CIO and UMAs versus SMAs. How how can advisors build a, an experience that would separate them from other advisors? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a couple ways. First, um, coming onto the system and, you know, either letting us analyze your existing portfolios and helping you to build out um, a more scalable solution that maybe is a little bit more uh, specific to your client's needs. Um, you know, we'd love to help there. Um, but, you know, I go back to being able to access some of the, the best product in the marketplace um, at 
candidly, some of the most reasonable rates, um, and this is not you know SmartX specific, I'm just saying SMAs generally, although we do offer some pretty good rates at SmartX, I, I think is, is, uh, is really advantageous for the advisor, right? To be able to produce um, results. Um, and, and let me be more specific, right? So SmartX is the only SMA UMA platform to support well, actually, Evan, I, I don't want to get too specific to SmartX. Oh. I'm talking generally about, you know, what, if, if somebody wants to be able to migrate to, you know, incorporating more outside investment management help or, um, you know, leveraging things like UMAs rather than SMAs, you know, just generally talk about that as opposed to, I don't want to make it too specific because, you know, I want to make this a useful thing for people, you know, wherever they may be custodying stuff. Understood. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's very difficult, right? I mean, it, it may sound more difficult than it is, but candidly, it's just like analyzing a mutual fund, right? I mean, you're looking at a strategy um, and deciding whether it makes sense for the client. Um, using the platforms themselves, at least our, again, I don't want to be specific to our platform. I think all the platforms are generally um, fairly easy to ramp up. So what happens is you go to your custodian, you, uh, well, first, of course, you want to choose the right uh, investment platform, um, but you uh, provided that investment platform is is uh, integrated with your custodian, um, you're going to go ahead and set up the the uh, the connection between the two. You're going to come onto the platform. You're going to be able to see the different strategies, analyze them, um, put them together, run some back tests, um, see what the combined portfolios look like, and then literally click a button and implement. I mean, it's a very very simple process, um, but it just takes kind of getting started and getting on the platforms. Um, we're happy to give out some demo access to folks that are interested if they want to come on and sort of play with the system and see how easy it is to utilize. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty easy endeavor once you've made the decision to go ahead and utilize those products versus the uh, traditional products that are out there in the marketplace. Okay. Um, well, Evan, if people want to find out more about you or about SmartX, where can they, uh, where can they go to find that out? Best place would be smartxadvisory.com. Okay. Well, Evan, thanks very much for joining us. It's been really interesting talking with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Pleasure's mine. Thanks so much for having me, Stephen. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.